Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today is 11-11, and I thought it would be the perfect day to do a spirituality solo episode. I haven't done one in a while, and they are some of my favorites to record and one of my favorite ways to connect with you guys. So if you are new to the podcast, then I recommend going back and listening to some of my older spirituality solo episodes. Otherwise, if you've been here or if you are new to the podcast and you're ready to just hop right in and talk about all things cosmic and soul awakening and all the good healing stuff, then you're in the right place and listen to this episode. It's going to be fun. And I've been asking on Instagram for you guys to send in your questions for the last week or so. So I'm answering a bunch of your questions in this episode and also going to update you about my spiritual journey and where I am because things are going so deep, you guys. Um, This journey only gets more and more exciting. And I'm going to try to talk about it from just a purely inspired point of view and not try too hard to explain myself or to... um, Oh gosh, how do I put this? I'm not going to try to sugarcoat anything to make it more palatable. I'm just going to share with you exactly what's going on, which is like extremely intense in a beautiful way. And things have just been super, super, super deep with my spiritual awakening lately. And um, being a reflector in human design, that probably means that things have been intense for a lot of you as well, because as a reflector, I really experience so much of what the collective is feeling, and then I feel it in my physical body. So we'll talk about all that stuff, and we'll go deep, and we will not hold back on absolutely anything, and we're just going to go there. So if you feel inspired at the end of this episode, I want to hear from you on Instagram, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancebond.com. I want to hear from you somewhere and I want to hear what your thoughts are about 5D, cosmic families, channeling, the divine, all that good stuff. Um, I love to connect with you about this subject in particular. And before we get into the episode, I'm really excited to talk about our sponsor, Olipop. I am so obsessed with Olipop right now. I barely even know where to begin. So Olipop is a healthy soda 
And you should know, you can go to drinkollipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to get an exclusive deal for TBB listeners, which is 20% off plus free shipping on the best-selling variety pack from this amazing brand. So let's get into this brand, what it is, why I love it. It is a healthy soda company and it is completely amazing that it tastes like regular soda. I didn't even like soda as a child. I thought it was spicy. I'm weird. I've always had weird preferences when it comes to food and beverages, but I have been very into sparkly drinks as an adult and I've never had sugar. You guys know I'm completely sugar-free, so I can't drink soda, but what I can drink is Olipop. They have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, which is Jonathan's favorite, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and strawberry vanilla. So right now, my favorite is probably the strawberry vanilla, but I also love the classic root beer. I love the vintage cola and I love the cherry vanilla. I kind of love them all. Um, So what makes this brand so amazing is that they use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your gut microbiome and benefit your digestive health. So those of us who need a little bit of help with our gut in our digestion. Um, We will love this product. I love this product. Two out of three Americans say that they suffer from digestive issues. I have had my fair share of bloating and stomach issues. A lot of you guys know this about me. And one way to really help your gut is to give it more fiber. Prebiotic fiber is the food source for the beneficial probiotic bacteria in your gut. And Olipop has nine grams of prebiotics in every single can. Poor gut health is also linked to a weak immune system, brain fog, skin problems, and sleep issues. So you can look forward to all of those benefits with a very minimal sugar. Everything is organic, natural, delicious, vegan, and it can be found in over 3,000 grocery stores throughout the country. And you can also shop online, which is what I recommend doing because then you can use the code BLONDE for our TBB listeners. So to redeem that 20% off plus free shipping on all things Olipop on their best-selling variety pack. So then you get to try all their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout to claim this deal. That is D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E. And you will love. And if you don't, they also offer a 100% money back guarantee. But trust me, you're going to love it. Tag me on Instagram if you try. And now let's get into this episode and talk all about spirituality, awakening, and all the things about where I currently am in my spiritual journey. So as many of you know, I don't take any notes for my solo episodes. I talk off the cuff. If anything, I've saved a bunch of your questions that I will refer to. So we will have a really, really good Q&A going on here. But let's just get into it. So I have had quite the experience specifically in the past couple of weeks with my spirituality where starting, I would say maybe a month ago, I started to experience raging anxiety. And that's not to say that I haven't already been experiencing anxiety because I do. I'm quite an anxious person. I feel anxious a lot of the time. But lately, the anxiety for me has been out of control. It's been 
this overarching feeling of crushing anxiety first thing in the morning that goes on throughout the day. And I just kind of have to talk myself through it all day. And every time I start to experience a lot of anxiety, I know that my soul is out of alignment with what I'm doing here on this earth and how I'm spending my time and also soaking in collective anxiety. It's been a really intense season so far, Scorpio season. I'm feeling it really deeply. And I know a lot of you guys are too. So every time I start to feel that deep anxiety, I start to just get a lot more focused on how I'm spending my time, who I'm spending it with, and what I'm letting kind of like permeate my mind. So I noticed I was spending a lot of time on social media, tried to kind of cut back there. And then I started talking to some of my trusted teachers and healers and mediums to try to get their opinion and also just their guidance for how to work myself out of this season of so much anxiety that I'm feeling. So I talked to two of my amazing mediums, Marianne DeMarco, who's been on this podcast many times, and Nikki Novo, who will be on the podcast soon. She is phenomenal. And both of them gave me so much clarity about this anxiety. And both of them spoke a lot to me about aliens and my role here on earth as a hybrid human who's very much connected to the stars and the star systems, not just the Pleiadians, who I talk about a lot. We love the Pleiadians. I feel super connected to the Pleiadian starseed system, but also... The Syrians, and Nikki explained the Syrians to me as a bit of like the UN for um, cosmic systems and different types of starseeds and different types of aliens. And so we talked quite a bit about this and Nikki shared with me because she went into my Akashic Records, which is where all of our past lives and our soul contracts and our purpose for coming to this earth for this lifetime, all of that is held in our Akashic records. And she asked my soul, what did my soul come here to do on this earth? And the answer was to be a channel for the divine. And when I get out of alignment with channeling the divine, whether it be here on this podcast or writing or through what I share on my blog, books that I'm working on, and even in my relationships and my family and my friendships, then I start to feel really out of alignment. So we talked a lot about that. It was incredibly helpful to me. We talked about boundaries, protection, because I often just go out there into the world and I channel and I share just endless amounts of info online and in different places. And I don't always put up the protection that I need or even give myself protection and boundaries in my own business because I'm pretty much a control freak when it comes to the balance blonde and I want to be the one getting back to everyone, posting everything, running my business, doing all my emails, but it's just not possible. And especially for the growth that I see for myself and I envision for myself and I hold this vision so strongly and it's in my soul contract and my Akashic records where I'm going in this life and with this business and this brand. So it only makes sense for me to call in more boundaries, more help and more protection. 
And a lot of that goes back to um, me being this hybrid human who's part alien and part human and just owning the shit out of that because it can be, I'm not worried what people think about me. It's very interesting. Like as you guys can tell, I'm super comfortable on the podcast to talk about all this stuff. But I think when it comes to... um, trying to give people what I feel like they want to hear, that's when I start to sugarcoat the message. And that's when I start to translate it in a different way, when I'm really just meant to channel it and not translate it and not change it and really stay connected to the divine and to these alien consciousnesses who are speaking through me. So that was extremely helpful and Speaking to Marianne as well, my grandmother came through and she told me, I have more sunsets to see, more rainbows to chase, and I know exactly where on earth that is. And it's a place that I've been planning to go and spend some time to write my next book. Um, And that was just really, really, really wonderful to feel. So I came away from both of those conversations with those incredible teachers and healers in my life, thinking and knowing. It's time for me to call in more protection and boundaries. And it's also time for me to just own this alien self that I am and really just go there. Because the more that I hold it back, the deeper out of alignment I get with my own soul. And when I hold myself back, I try to do all these human things. I try to spend my time on social media sharing information with the world there. I fill my time with tons of social things and um, I hold myself to a very high standard when it comes to being there for the people in my life. And I'm not going to stop doing any of that, but I just put so much pressure on myself to the point where sometimes I'm not really living for myself. I'm living for other people. And that of course takes me out of my meditation practice. It takes me out of my channeling practice. And then I'm not doing what I came here to do. And it's okay. We all get out of alignment from time to time with what we came here to do. And that's part of being human. But the longer we stay out of alignment and the further that we move from being in that wonderful place of alignment, then of course, the sicker, more anxious and more depressed we will get. So if you can see where I'm getting with that, I'm thankful for this intense wave of anxiety and pain and discomfort that I've been feeling every single day in my body and in my mind because it's time for that next level. And you guys know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, I see people's faces shapeshift. That's such a really fun, beautiful beautiful part of my personal practice. And that has only been getting more intense and more beautiful. So working on focusing my energy in those places feels really, really, really good. So basically, Nikki said that I was very connected to the Syrian star system. So I've been focusing on speaking to the Syrians and channeling them just the way that I would channel the Pleiadians. And they have shared some amazing galactic messages and prophecies and dreams. They come to me a lot through my dreams. And I continue to hear from so many of you guys every day that I show up in your dreams, which is so fun because I know that my soul is just weaving all throughout the earth in the middle of the night and entering into your dreams to chat there. And so the Syrians are all about 
connecting with the earth. They are guardians of planet earth. So they're connected to dolphins and whales. And um, of course, they're also connected to outer space because they're part of the galactic federation and the greater universe. But I knew my whole life that I was so connected to dolphins and whales. Jonathan calls me a whale. And so diving into all of this Syrian stuff feels really good and is really exciting. So if you're out there and you're wondering whether you are a star seed and whether you're connected to cosmic consciousness, first of all, I would say the answer is most likely yes. I really believe that so many of us are very, very cosmic and people who aren't, they're connected to beautiful things too. There are people from the forest. There are people from the water. There are crystal people, plant people, um, people who are majorly of the earth. So like tree people, I definitely feel very connected to Native American shamanic traditions and trees and plants. So I really just feel like I've had a lot of lifetimes as both humans and aliens and starseeds, which is why I'm such a hybrid. It is just so, so, so interesting. So if you're feeling like perhaps you're a starseed, a few traits of star seeds are people who are very spiritual and very open, people who are just deeply expressive and reflective and creative, people who feel sometimes emotionally repressed in the world. Like a lot of people don't understand them because they feel like they have just gone. They're just from a different place and they feel very misunderstood. Um, people who are very close to animals, who feel at peace with animals, who feel like they need to be around animals for their own inner peace and happiness. And people who are emotional sponges, we soak everything in. So the first time I ever heard about being such an emotional sponge was when I heard about being an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. And that changed my life. Like 10 years ago, I had a therapist who was specializing in highly sensitive people. And he really changed my life. And I look back and wonder if he knew HSPs were connected to so much more. And he just wasn't sure if I was ready to go there or not. Because I really think all HSPs are connected to so much more. Also, starseeds are often living in the feminine energy. We're deeply intuitive. We are healers. We are often the wounded healer. We're sensitive. We're compassionate. All those things. So pretty much my big update for you guys, because a lot of you who listen to the podcast already know a lot, of, a lot of these things. My big update is that I am just committed to going deeper on the path of spiritual awakening in a cosmic hybrid human type of sense. And I'm just going to go there on the blog, on social media. I can actually envision what my Instagram is kind of going to shift into. And it is crazy and scary a little bit because I started as a blonde vegan all these years ago. I have such a specific brand and my brand isn't going to change, but I actually see like some of the colors changing and a new logo. I had a vision for it in my sleep last night and I am just going to really go there on social media because I believe there's a lot of healing to be had on social media specifically, on Instagram specifically, and TikTok even, and a lot of those places. And it's just going to be a very unabashed 
thing where I'm not concerned because like I said, I really don't care what people think, but there's a part of me that remembers very clearly when I first started hearing about Pleiadians and aliens and cosmic beings. And I remember thinking the person who I knew who was talking about it had lost their mind. And so there's this part of me that's not really afraid of people thinking that I've lost my mind, but rather I don't want to stop being approachable and accessible for people who are getting into this stuff. The message that I'm receiving over and over again from the star systems, from the Pleiadians, and now from the Syrians is that my message is bigger than that. It is bigger than that, like super accessible, approachable entryway, which yes, I've been that for many people because that's what I've been for the last three or four years. I have been in that entry level, needing that accessibility and attainability because it's all been new to me. And people who've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you guys have been on this spiritual awakening with me. And we really are, we are all one. We are all a collective. And a lot of us started opening up to all this stuff simultaneously around the same time as each other. And we also know that time doesn't exist. So people who are looking for that super accessible, approachable content and conversations and approach, they have... 200 episodes here in this podcast alone to go back and listen to. And some old episodes with people like Nicola Berman and Wendy Kennedy and Sheena Manina and tons of other people where we go deep on alien things and cosmic things and spiritual awakening types of things. Um, But my message that I keep getting over and over and over again is, nope, you're actually here to go very deep, Jordan, and to go very out there. And so to go very out there, you do have to commit to also rooting into the earth. So all my grounding practices are only getting more and more important. At this point in time, I can literally only breathe well when I'm at the ocean because I feel like my feet are grounding into the sand and getting messages from the ocean. And of course, being connected to like the ocean is a consciousness in itself and it's so earthly, but it also is so cosmic and us kind of like hybrid human beings. We appreciate the beauty of earth so much because I really believe that we all created this beautiful earth to live on. Like we are the creator of universes. We are the creator of humans and the earth. And I know that a lot of this can sound very out there, but that's truly what I believe. And we created this utopia, which is what I feel we are supposed to be living. We are meant to be living in utopia, heaven on earth. But that has gotten away from us because people are not agreeing and there's not enough alignment about this and there's not enough guidance about this and there's not enough people who are remembering where they came from and remembering what we really are, which is that we really are made from the earth and the stars and, and the cosmos and we are infinitely powerful and we are our own creator. So something that I've been getting really into lately is this idea of rewriting the role of what we play in this life. So you can literally sit down and do this practice and 
someone was telling me about this recently and it's something that Jay Shetty talks about and writes about and I haven't I haven't specifically read that from him but the person who brought it into my mind said that it was a practice of his and I think he's so cool and so amazing so rewriting the role that you play in your life so I have sat down a lot this week and rewritten my role as Jordan a thought leader not an influencer, but a thought leader. And Jordan, who's healthy, not sick, but completely healthy in such a beautiful, radiant, energized kind of way. And there's nothing wrong with being an influencer and it's given me so much. But where I see myself headed is not aligned with influencer. It's aligned with thought leader, spiritual teacher, writer, spiritual guide, healer, channeler, channeler of the divine, and someone who's not afraid to go there. So yes, my career as a blogger is not going anywhere and it's given me so much and I'm so thankful for it. And I'm never going to stop. But eventually I am going to be doing the full like spiritual teacher healer type of path. And that doesn't align with the influencing path necessarily. Um, Because what I really want everyone to do is be the influencer of their own life. And we all have inspirations and teachers, but at the end of the day, we are our own teacher. We are our own guide and we are our own guru. And the fall of the guru has been so real. If you've noticed in every type of spiritual community, pretty much any time there is a guru, um, some kind of power trip happens and too much, too much um, power goes to the ego, goes to the head. And then it becomes this kind of unsafe, un, un non-spiritual, anti-spiritual situation. And so... All of that to say that I'm working on transitioning my own personal brand and my own personal experience to the experience of telling myself, writing down my role as a thought leader and a spiritual teacher. And that reminds me of the infinite power that lives inside of me, which also lives inside all of us, and that I am so worthy. And what's easy for me, the easy path is to say, no, 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 let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's keep being the influencer. Let's live that blogging lifestyle and post about the clothes and post about the food and Not that I even want to stop doing that because I love sharing my entire lifestyle with you guys, but that is when I spend all my time doing that, that is me playing small and me playing big and stepping into my role, my role here on earth um, as chosen and spoken by my higher self is to be the thought leader and be the, um, all the people who inspire me the most are these amazing thought leaders. Like I can name a bunch of people who have been super expansive to me in my career and my spiritual awakening. One of those people is Gabby Bernstein. And I always have a lot of like channelers and mediums and intuitives tell me that my career is really going to like be very similar to Gabby Bernstein's. And I love that so much because Gabby has written and shared so openly about how hard it was for her to give up control and to delegate and to get help and to call in protection and boundaries for herself so that she could grow 
to the level that her soul was destined to grow to. And that's why she's helping so many people. And it's not about like the amount of people that you help or how well-known you become, but it's about as big as your message is supposed to be. And she's a channel for something really powerful and really divine and really huge. And I know that what I'm tapped into is, is also very huge. And whether I like it or not, and I have fought this for years, if you have just like energetically watched my trajectory of literally losing every ounce of energy in my entire body, my entire being, my entire soul, and just being overcome with Lyme disease and everything that comes along with Lyme disease and the pain and the exhaustion and the depletion. The depletion has been so major that I have literally wanted to take my life, my own life, many times. And I never would have consciously because that's not part of my path. But I understand why people do. Because when you are just made up of something that isn't from here, isn't from the earth, and your body is breaking down and glitching out, the pain is so great and so awful and so real. And you can trust me when I say that I've been to like the bottom of the barrel and beginning to own this and to own how deep my message is and how deep it's supposed to be and what I really, really came here to do and to share and to seek and to feel and to believe and to dive into and to explore. It's just exciting. And once you own that, you can get out of the way and I can get out of my own way. And one of my big blocks is like, if I really own this, if and when I really truly own how big my message is meant to be, then will people think that I have a big ego? Because I see some of these big spiritual teachers and healers that I follow and love. And at times it has crossed my mind that they kind of have developed a big ego. And that is a huge fear of mine because I don't want to be seen that way. I don't want to live that way. I just don't like it. And I have like a really strong radar for that type of ego and like bullshit type of radar. So that has held me back as well. And I think that holds a lot of us back. Like, no, I'm going to stay approachable. I'm going to stay so freaking humble that I'm not going to let myself grow to that big level because I need to be humble and approachable and relatable and accessible. And every time I get a message or a comment that tells me you are not relatable or accessible anymore, it really crushes my soul because I built my career off of trying at least to be super relatable and approachable and to get back to people and humility and being humble is so important to me. And I've always felt that no matter how big my podcast has gotten or how much my audience has grown, I pride myself on literally being friends with you guys. I love being friends with my listeners and my readers and everybody. Like we are all, we are all one and the same. And so I see how I have actually purposely in so many ways held myself back because I have this terror of people being like, oh, nope, it got to her head and she thinks she's the shit and I'm not into her anymore. And so when I'm letting go of 
like uh, what people think of me, that's the type of letting go that I'm working on. Because if uh, what I know in my heart to be true, and I've known this all along, is that um, we only reflect to someone what they feel about themselves. So people who who see the light and the love and the unity and the, the community, this beautiful community that we've built, when I get a lot of love and praise about that, I know that is someone who sees the light and love in their own heart. And even if they are not always feeling it, like they have a high self-worth and they are so full of love and light. And then when I get a lot of hate, it's very easy for me to see that person hates themselves and that's very sad. And I happen to be the target on whatever given day. So letting go of that is huge so that I can step into this big role that is that is calling. And I have such a clear vision and the the aliens and the star seeds and the spirits are guiding me. And so what I've learned even recently from my from both of my beautiful mediums that I've spoken to is that my type of being a healer and a channeler is to share bigger messages of unity and love with the world versus kind of having like one-on-one sessions where I'm channeling angels and spirit guides and ancestors and loved ones, which that's not to say that I won't ever do that. I think that that would be so fun. Um, However, I think what I really see myself doing more so is like a a larger scale um, books, podcasts, blog posts, really the books are what I'm manifesting and calling in all about um, how to live as one and its messages from these higher cosmic realms and getting out of my own way and just saying what they want me to say now is, yes, everyone listening, step into that big role that you were called here to do. None of us are here on this earth as a coincidence and none of us came here to play small. We get so conditioned by society and we get so conditioned by what's wrong and what's right and the ego versus confidence versus consciousness and our higher soul self. And so just stripping away all those layers and getting back to the things that um, that remind us who we really are. And so like these synchronicities that pop up everywhere, like for me, numbers pop up everywhere. And I feel like a lot of you guys know that 201 is something I see every single day, all day, every day. 417 is another one of my numbers now, 4711. They are all just everywhere to remind us that there are no coincidences in this life, only beautiful, beautiful synchronicities. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on now as far as my brand goes and as far as everything cosmic goes. And I'm so excited about it. Like I get the excitement and this feeling of pure tingles and love. When I think about hopping on social media and posting something related to aliens and just being like, if you are not into this, probably best to not be here anymore because we are going up. We are going into this consciousness. And I want everybody to know, everybody listening to know, if you have suffered from anxiety, depression, physical pain, or chronic illness in any way, then you're simply 
being called to be a healer and to listen in these really, really deep ways and to wake up in ways that your spirit is so ready to do. So just know you are powerful, you are beautiful, you are amazing, and we are all here together to do this. And even lately, like my body has broken down. I haven't been able to get out of bed for a full week. Um, at one point, about a week and a half ago. And that was because my body was like gearing up for this and recalibrating for this. And we just have so much work to do on this planet. And I'm also trying very much to stay in the feminine flowy energy with this and not let my masculine side take over, which is like my entrepreneurial side, my business side. And when I'm told, okay, my soul came here to change the world. Let me do that immediately now. Let me go somewhere, write a world-changing book. Like that's just a lot of pressure and that's not the fun, flowy, divine way of doing things. And I really believe that part of my purpose also here on this earth is to show people how to live in the divine feminine and really work with the flow, be in the flow, work with the flow, embody the flow, which is just a divine feminine flowy way to achieve goals and work with the elements of nature and not rush things, but live slowly, live cozy. Cozy is like one of my big words this year is you can bring that into everything you do. You can write a book that changes the world wrapped up in a blanket on your couch with breaks of getting in the sauna and going on walks with the love of your life. Like it doesn't have to be this, this hard thing. Um, And likewise, like you're going to go through a lot of hard things anyway. So you might as well cultivate as much peace, coziness, and calm and divine feminine flowy energy in your life. Whether you're male or female, by the way, we can all channel the feminine energy and the divine. And so there's this crazy awakening experience that I had that I want to share with you before I get into your questions, because I want to really answer a lot of your questions in the Q&A. But this awakening experience that I had recently where the actual energy of the divine feminine ran through me and it was like grandmother energy. So there's different types of divine feminine energy in my opinion. There's grandmother energy, there's like inner child, little girl feminine energy. And then there's like the divine mother, which is mother earth. And so this was like a combination of grandmother energy and mother earth energy that ran through me last night before I went to sleep. And I was just shown the most powerful vision of basically us living in a virtual reality, a simulation. And if you're interested in that, you can read more on my blog. I have a pretty recent blog post that's all about life as a potential simulation. You can find it on thebalancebond.com near the top. And um, I saw this very strong vision as I was like in between being awake and being asleep last night with us living in a virtual reality. And sometimes my soul will just show me these things or divine feminine energy will show me something and give me a lot to think about. And so I'm not saying this is for sure what I believe, but something that I saw that I maybe kind of believe is that we are 
kind of just imagining our entire life (laughs) and our soul is somewhere else on a different plane in a parallel universe watching us and we can decide at any time where we take our life next. And so time doesn't exist. Like we are, we are still an infant and we are also a grandmother at nearing the end of our life. And we're also here in the present moment. So we can draw on any of that wisdom and we can go back to where we were when we were children and just ask ourselves, what is it again that you love that lights you up that you really want to do and create in the world? And it will speak to you so clearly your soul. And so the vision I saw, I'm hesitant to share it because it's almost kind of like, I think it would be a little bit scary if you... um if this is all really new to you, but it was like, it was, it was me as a soul starting from being in my mother's womb all the way until being a soul who has gotten to the end of this life and passed on. And I saw this through line running through all the versions of me at every age. And I saw how much time is an illusion and how much this entire reality is sort of imagined. And that doesn't mean that it's not real and that our pain isn't real and our happiness isn't real. It is so real because anything that we create in our minds is real. We have the power of thought. We have the power of the mind. And if you've ever read any of Louise Hay's work or Wayne Dyer, you know the power of the mind is so huge. And that's why if, if it really is imagined and if it really is this wild, incredible, beautiful virtual reality, then we can do with it whatever we please. And so instead of letting that be scary, I love to let it be beautiful and powerful and really empowering. And that divine feminine runs through all of us at all times. And it was like mother creator coming through and reminding me that um, basically my young self had so many plans. When I was young, Jordan, when I was a little girl, I would just say with wild abandon, I am going to be the president of the United States, or I'm going to be a famous actress or a famous author, and I'm going to save all the animals, and I'm going to have 10 kids, and um, you know everything's going to come easily. And I just believed and saw all of this so clearly. And while I no longer want to be the president, um, I really believe that we can achieve whatever we set our minds to. And when we're kids, we just haven't been conditioned yet by the universe, Um, not by the universe, but by society and by our culture. And it's also in our hands to start changing that culture. And if you guys are with me on that, we're going to do it together. So before I get into all your questions, because you sent in so many good ones and we have a lot of topics to get into, I would like to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, Core Water. So I have had the privilege of working with Core Water on their Find Your Core campaign. And it is truly my favorite water. I bring it with me everywhere. Their brand is all about balance and living a healthy lifestyle while staying true to who you are in your heart. So that aligns with this episode 
episode and it aligns with everything that I strive for in this life. It is a pH balanced water and it is packed with electrolytes and minerals and it's completely BPA free, which is very important to me because I avoid chemicals like the plague. And if I drink out of plastic, it has to be BPA free. It has to be a hundred percent recyclable and they have to have sustainability initiatives, which they do. So Coral Water is the perfect sidekick to keep you hydrated and balanced while you're on the go. It is set at a 7.4 pH, which is your body's natural pH balance. It goes through a seven-stage purification process. It's full of electrolytes and minerals for taste, and it's a 100% recyclable, BPA-free plastic bottle, like I said. And there are just so many factors that can throw off our physical, spiritual, and mental health, trying to stay fit, trying to eat right, stay mindful, be happy, stay on our soul's path, all while being under so many pressures of life. And it can be hard to remember to stay hydrated. So core water hydration is a source of empowerment for individuals on their journey to finding their own take on health and helping you become perfectly balanced. I am super obsessed with core. It's my favorite water. I bring it with me everywhere. I'm such a fan and I know you guys will be too. So check them out at hydratewithcore.com. And I know that you will love. They have a bunch of different sizes too. I like the biggest size, 44 ounces, because it just reminds me to drink a ton of water. And probably my favorite thing about it is the cap. It makes it almost impossible to spill. And Jonathan loves that because I spill everything. It's ultra purified, has an amazing pH balance, uniquely designed for an active lifestyle. And I know that you will love. So check them out. Tag me on Instagram if you try. And now let's get into your questions questions. You guys sent in so many questions. I'm going to try to hit all the ones that I can. So let's start with questions that you guys sent in on Instagram. And like I promised, I am going to shout out your accounts. So let's see. Let's see here. And I'm going to focus mostly on spiritual stuff, but I'll probably dive into some other stuff too. Okay, so I'm going to start with Katie Calder's question, my sweet friend. She asked about my past life regression that I talked a little bit about on Instagram and wanted me to go deeper into that. So I did this amazing past life regression on my couch last week and it was so powerful. I found it on YouTube. And if you want to do the one, I linked it in my blog post about the past life regression. Um, I never thought that I could do it on my own on YouTube and not with a past life regression therapist, but it was actually so powerful. And I found it to be even more powerful than doing it with a therapist, at least my experiences in the past, because I was just able to go so deep and there was no one that I had to talk to or speak or answer to or anything. I could just go there in my mind. So where I went, I was like hopping tons of timelines, but I went into this one life that was um, in the early 1920s and I was about 30 at that time. So I guess I would have been born in the late 1800s and I had four kids and a husband, which was, my husband was like a cluster of souls of people I know now, including my love, Jonathan, and including two other people that I know. And that's a whole thing about soul clusters, because I really believe that our souls travel in packs and sometimes they combine, sometimes they separate. In this life, this soul cluster husband separated into a few different people that I know. But in the life that I'm talking about, that was my husband. And 
um, he was very newly successful in the oil industry, struck oil. We were very wealthy. We lived in a place that I believe was Oklahoma. At the time, I wasn't sure if it was like Kansas, Oklahoma, or Kentucky. But after further research, I looked into it and I'm almost positive that it was Oklahoma. And this, so it was a beautiful life. I was a painter. I was an oil painter and I had a little studio in our house. And um, in this lifetime, people were after us for this new money that we had. And intruders came into our house and did not mean to kill me, but they strangled me and I died in this lifetime. And um, I mean, in that lifetime and... I felt this intense feeling around my throat and my jaw when I was having this memory and my jaw pain that I feel every single day in this lifetime started to kind of alleviate and it has ever since. And so I still have my jaw pain, but I feel like I know the root of it now. And in that lifetime, I really hovered above my family for a long time and my soul stayed with them because I really left too soon. And that was very painful. And there were a lot of lessons to be learned there. And it is scary, but there were parts of it that were so, it was so nice for me to see that's where I came from. And that's why I have a lot of the anxiety that I have now and the pain that I have now. So I can kind of work to unwind it and heal what happened. Cause I am for, for all intensive purposes, the same person as I was back then. So I can do all that healing and I get to be alive here on this earth and heal that past wound. So that was very painful. And then I came back to earth in 1926 as a wonderful entertainer that we all know and love who I've been obsessed with my entire life. And this is another thing about soul clusters. Soul clusters mean that so many of us can have existed in the body of someone that we know and love to this day. So what I'm about to tell you, I want you to know, I don't think I'm the only person who identifies as being in this body at this time in 1926. But what I do know for sure, at least from this past life regression, and I have felt this like very, very, very deeply in other um memories and past life regressions. And I've actually thought this since I was like four years old, that my soul came back into the body of Marilyn Monroe. And I have felt so obsessed with her. Like I said, since I was four years old, I'm obsessed with her acting, with her work, with her aesthetic with her history. I know that she had a tragic life. So it's not um that life that I'm idealizing. Like I feel her pain and I feel how it's how it's come with me into this lifetime. And like I said, I believe in soul clusters. So I believe that so many people here on this earth probably also their soul was in that beautiful woman. And there is no coincidence with the fact that where we live now in Brentwood is less than a quarter of a mile from where Marilyn Monroe lived and died in Brentwood. Um, Her beautiful, beautiful bungalow of a home, which is so close to us. I walk past it every day on my daily walk. I feel her energy. I'm so connected to so many different things about her and a lot of the pain that she experienced in her life. 
I believe I experience in this life, but in a more physical way and also in a very emotional way. And um, I speak to her in a lot of my meditations and her creativity and her devotion to self-expression is something that I truly carry with me every single day and inspires me every single day, whether or not um, I truly was her in the life. That's how connected I am to her. I feel her connection and her inspiration with me every single day. And also I have been so obsessed with Andy Warhol for my entire life. I mean, I was a child a young child who would beg my parents to take me to this modern art gallery in Hawaii. And I would beg, I didn't want toys. I didn't want clothes. I didn't want normal kid things. I didn't want a swing set. I wanted Andy Warhol originals. And my amazing parents, they got me this epic original print by Andy Warhol. There were about 80 of them made of this specific neon print of Marilyn Monroe. So it's signed by Andy Warhol and everything. And it's been in my childhood bedroom for the last 20 years. Um, and my parents are just, just too good to me because that was all I wanted in this life. And so I actually grew up with the energy of Marilyn and Andy Warhol in my room every day. I would dream about them. And I just know how connected we were. Um, so that was such a cool part of the past life, regression. And my main goal now is to just continue tapping back into that life because I have a lot of questions about that. And then I saw parallel universes. I saw alien lifetimes, but I didn't really go into them deeply. I only saw them as kind of like a burst in my mind. So a lot of times when I channel or when I see things, I really see it in a way that's like a burst. And then I'll go deeply into like one lifetime or two or one one message or two messages, but the rest of them come to me in a burst. And then I can see them all. Like it was all a really fast dream that I then have to like decode and translate. So that's kind of what I'm doing now with um, with a lot of like the alien lifetimes that I saw, but that was really, really cool. So amazing question. Really fun to talk about that. I'm going to answer a question now from Kenzie Patterson. Kenzie's question is, have you ever seen or communicated with angels? Yes. So I can see angels around people, like if they are very angelic energy or if they are surrounded by a lot of their ancestors and angels, then I can see their angels and their spirit guides around them. And it's really beautiful. Um, I see. And then Kenzie also asked, if, do I see ghosts? I see ghosts sometimes. Um, tragically, actually during COVID, during the major lockdown time, um, our neighbor across the hall took his own life. And um, every single day, Hudson runs to the spot in front of this man's apartment. His name was Jonathan as well, as well as my husband's name. And um, Hudson runs in front of this man, Jonathan's apartment and sits there and howls and meows and cries and digs around, tries to dig around in the carpet and sniffs. And he, he feels the energy. He sees the ghost. And so months ago, I knew that Hudson was seeing the ghost because animals are so intuitive and specifically cats. They see all sorts of energy that we can't see. So I started sitting out there with Hudson and asking Hudson because he is one of my spiritual mentors through lifetimes, believe it or not, my five-year-old cat. I asked Hudson, 
if you can see this energy, like, and you trust me enough to see it too, because I promise I'm not going to be scared. I want to connect too. I feel his energy. I feel this man coming, you know, his energy around me. And I feel chills when we're by his apartment. And I have tried to connect with him at that point. I had been trying to connect with him and tell him that he was so loved and we're so sorry that we didn't, that we didn't know what was going on because we would have loved to have been there for him during this time. And so over time, and this took weeks, I started seeing his ghost materialize. And it was very obvious to me, especially because of Hudson and Hudson showed me the way with this, that Jonathan, this man, our neighbor who passed away, he wasn't ready to leave his space yet. And he was really roaming the halls of of our apartment building. And he still is because he left a lot of things behind. He was a very young man. He left his family behind. And um, this was so tragic, but Jonathan and I were home when um, his father found him in his apartment. And it was the most heart-wrenching noises I've ever heard come from a person before. So sad and so heartbreaking. And so I felt that his his energy wasn't ready to leave the space and all of his stuff is still in his apartment. Like his family is keeping the apartment. I'm sure they're not ready to go through his stuff. It's too painful. So he's still really connected here to the dense matter on this earth. And I have so much chills, so many chills talking about him and um And just so you guys know, I asked his soul's permission to share this with you before I started speaking, because this is not my story to tell. But long story, very long story now, short, I do see his ghost now and Hudson helped me see that. And I see this outline of energy outside of his door almost every day. And he's walking around and he's dealing with his own things. And he's kind of in this in-between, between earth and wherever his soul will go next because he's wrapping some things up. And he's very friendly, kind ghost, just like he was a very friendly, kind man. He's really grateful for the love that Hudson has shown him because animals can communicate far deeper than even the most medium type of humans can. And I can see his ghost and I can feel a little bit of what he says, but most of all, mostly he's not really talking to me. He just shares his energy with me as kind of like, I'm loving, I'm dealing with my own stuff. I'm, I'm safe and I'm watching out for you guys, but, but otherwise like we don't communicate that much but I see his outline and it really is like a ghost that you would imagine from the movies. It's like a sheer translucent light being type of human. And he's very beautiful. And oh my God, oh my God, everything on my desk just started shaking and I have the craziest chills. Um, And so I want to thank him so much for letting me speak about him and share that experience because that was one of the first times I physically saw ghostly energy. And now I feel it too. And I have like so many chills and I'm just so grateful to him for even letting me see his energy in that way because I really believe it's up to a soul whether they come back here in a ghostly way or not. And I've also seen a lot of ghosts in New York because New York is a really, really, really old city. And um, it's so beautiful in New York, like the cobblestone streets and the old buildings. And I always feel the energy of old spirits there. 
And when I was there last time staying at um, Soho House in the meatpacking district, there were like three or four ghosts in my hotel room. And at that time I was scared because unlike my neighbor, I didn't know who those ghosts were. And then I spoke to Marianne, my love, my medium about it. And she helped me a lot. And she was like, they're here. You can ask them to leave. You can also um, ask your spirit guides and your angels and your loved ones who have passed on to protect you if you don't feel safe. So if anybody else is kind of having that experience, um, seeing ghosts or feeling ghosts and they don't know who they are and they don't know if the energy is positive or negative, you can always call on your loved ones to protect you. And you can also say any spirits of the highest and great who are not of the highest and greatest good are not allowed to be here in my space. So if you are here and you are negative energy, you need to leave now. And then you can also ask all the spirits to leave if you want, if you just want like a peaceful, restful experience. That is totally up to you. And the truth is they do listen. So that's a really important thing to remember. And that goes along with boundaries and protection as well. Um, next question, Ella, Bella, Bella, Ella, very cool name says, um, how do I connect with my spirit guides for strength, connections, and guidance? I know that they're surrounding me, but it's hard to understand what they're trying to show me. So totally get that. I think probably the hardest thing to do when you're opening up psychically and trying to tap into your guides is strengthening that trust muscle and believing that what's coming through is true. So one way that I usually teach people to start connecting with their guides is by writing to them and doing a process called automatic writing where you pull out a journal and you write the name of your loved one who's passed on. You can start there or just write to my spirit guide, my angel, if you don't know any of their names and just ask them questions. And then you'll notice that what your pen is writing, if you are in a full trust, will start to take on a life of its own and you'll start to receive messages that way. And I find that to be easier than just trying to listen to them as a voice in your head or trying to hear them, for example, when you're asleep or when you're awake. Like, it's just kind of a lot for starting. Hi, Squeaky. Hi, Huddy. Huddy came to say hi. Um, So that's one way to start. And then you can also call on them at any time. So develop a practice every day where you're either in a moving meditation or a seated meditation or in the bath or wherever, where you get quiet enough and still enough to listen. Because that can be the hardest part, to be truly still enough to listen. And in the world we live in with so many distractions, social media, smartphones, technology attached to our hip at all times, it's hard to listen and it's hard to create that stillness. Hadi is back and it's 2.01 p.m. So there's a lot of amazing things happening right now. I'm going to answer three more of your questions and then I'm going to save the rest for a follow-up part two, which maybe I'll record right after this and we'll release the following week because this is so fun. And there's hundreds of questions from you guys. And I had so much to say in the beginning of the episode. Let's see here. Oh my goodness. I love these questions. Before I answer the final three to five for today, 
I want to thank our third sponsor for the podcast, Bioptimizers, who I'm so, so, so obsessed with, and their immunity protection stack, which is keeping me healthy and sane right now. So the father of modern medicine, Hippocrates, my number one dude, said that all disease begins in your gut. That's why it's so important, especially during these wild times, to protect yourself with a boosted immune system. If you drink coffee, tea, smoothies, or really any beverage in the morning, and you're looking for a tasty way to start your day and defend yourself against harmful bacteria, then I have just the thing for you to try. It is called the Ultimate Immunity Protection Stack, and it was put together by our friends at Bioptimizers. Their immunity stack has three products which contain over 18 natural herbs and probiotic blends formulated to fight and eliminate bad bacteria like E. coli, salmonella, gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, and repair compromised gut lining, also known as leaky gut. It also includes psychobiotic biotics, which help increase serotonin and happy chemicals to naturally elevate your mood, performance, and cognitive function with no side effects or dependencies. It's a great addition to your morning routine and it tastes amazing. Just stir it into any beverage, sip, and enjoy. It's the ultimate way to boost your immunity right before the holiday season. During the entire month of November, they're having a Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. So really now is the best time for you to try their products or buy them as an early gift for someone you love. Go to bioptimizers.com slash blonde and use the coupon code blonde10 to receive an extra 10% off on the immunity protection stack. You won't find that deal or stack anywhere else. And this special is only until November 30th. For the fastest shipping and the best deal, go to bioptimizers.com slash blonde. And with that, let's answer some final questions for this episode. And we will absolutely do a part two that I'm super excited about. So a wonderful question from Rose Ray 01 says, how long do souls wait to enter a new life? Do you think your grandparents' souls have entered new lives and are simultaneously coexisting as guides? So I think that that's quite different for every soul. Because what I really believe is that there are a lot of parallel universes happening at all times. So I do believe that after a certain amount of time souls pass on to a new realm and they either go into their new lives or they go up to some kind of new dimension. And when I asked one of my teachers this, they said, it's not typical to channel a loved one who has passed away, who's been gone for more than 40 years. So 40 years, human time could be like the blink of an eye up there. It could be like eons up there. We just don't really know. But what I do know is that time is pretty much an illusion. So I think it's very different. And I think it probably depends on the karma of the soul's lifetime. And sometimes a soul is in their final life here on earth. So if they are, who knows where they're going after this, some kind of like beautiful six density place. Um, and it's very interesting. And I've, I've asked even some of my like, my souls who have passed on that question and they just kind of tell me we're not supposed to know. But um, do I think my grandparents' souls have entered new lives and are simultaneously coexisting as guides? I do think so. I think because I do believe in soul clusters, like I was saying. And so I think my grandmother's soul even came to this earth partially with Hudson, or she at least speaks to Hudson so much. But I think a piece of her soul is with Hudson, while Hudson is also... um, 
the reincarnation of one of my mentors of a past life, one of my souls of a past life. So I definitely, definitely think that. And I think some grandparent souls also just purely stay in the soul realm to be angels and be angelic guides. And I feel that with some of my ancestors who have passed on. So I don't know the answer to that question for sure, but that's kind of how my feeling is about it. And my feeling about it is always changing, but that's how I feel right now. And I love this question and I want to channel about it more often. Another amazing question from Alexandra Lauren F says that she is reading Journey of Souls right now. And if you could choose as Jordan now, would you want to live, hello, honey, another life here on earth after this one? Or would you prefer to be a guide next or experience a different planet? And it's amazing that she asked this question because I have been talking to some of my really close friends about this for days before she asked this question. And, um, Basically, I don't know. I mean, for a while, I felt like this was my la- my last lifetime here on earth. And I was happy about that because I felt like it is so hard to be a kid and it is so hard to be a teenager. And I just don't want to go through all that again without knowing who I truly am in my soul. I mean, it took me 25 years to really step into who I came here to be. And now I'm 30 and I'm still just stepping into it. So it, I think it's very hard to be a human, but you never know what your next human life has in store for you. And the only reason that I would say that I want to come back as a human is because I don't ever want to be separated from Jonathan and my parents and my family and my soul family. So if we're all going to be somewhere together in heaven or on a different realm or on a different plane, take me there because that sounds really nice. And I'm very confident that I have lived endless lifetimes here on earth and also in star systems. And so I don't know about coming back to earth, but I also think that we are pushing earth to become more of a utopian place to live. I mean, right now it's not utopian at all. And we definitely have a lot of work to do, but I do believe that's where earth is headed. So I really believe that we can experience that heaven here on earth. And if that's where we're headed, then yes, I would choose to come back here with all my loved ones and live in that utopia. I don't ever want to give up the beauty of the ocean and sunsets and rainbows and all that amazing stuff. Um, However, I could definitely see myself being more of a guide in my next life or experience a different planet again, as I have definitely lived on different planets. Um, But I do believe in parallel universes and that we're kind of living all of that at once. So the beauty of being a human is that we get to channel so much creative energy into our actual physical lives. Um, As humans, we get to do so much. Like we get to be writers and artists and painters and lovers and travelers. Whoa, just dropped one of my crystals. Um, And I don't want to give that up. So I don't know. I think about it so much. But if I were to come back here to this earth, I would just manifest that I would already be in a place where I would be born here as like an indigo child or a crystal child with parents that really understood. So my parents, because I love my parents and I don't ever want different parents. Um, but with, with my parents in that lifetime, understanding how to raise me in a way that was just going to be pure bliss and joy. 
And not that I wouldn't have any hardships, but maybe that I'm working all my hardships out in this life and past lives, that would be huge. Um, so that's kind of my answer right now. And then my, my good, good friend, Jenna, she told me, of course you're coming back. Of course you have more lives. Your soul has so much work to do. So there's that. Um, but I believe wherever we go after this is is where we're meant to be. So I am along for the ride and it's going to be really, really good. Um, okay, let's see here. Let's see here. So many amazing hundreds of questions. Okay, Anna Zambrenny says, are there any spiritual things you have tried that you would never do again and weren't for you? Um, I feel like I definitely have. I mean what are those things? I, I love most everything I've tried. I love plant medicine. I love shamanic practices. I love crystal healing. I love animal healing. Um, I think if anything, it's just that I have worked with some teachers that I would definitely never work with again. And I have worked with people who are now considered gurus who think that they are just on the top of the world in some kind of power trip who really let their beliefs, I let their beliefs seep into me and my soul very much. And I would go back and I wouldn't do that. Um, in Bali, when I was very, very, very vulnerable with my health, I saw a lot of healers who were really just in it for, I don't know what, but I mean, they were making up their, what they were hearing. And it was so obvious to me, even at the time, that they were not in alignment with their highest and greatest good. So I would go back when I was at my most vulnerable with my health and my healing and my mind and my spirit. And I would just tell myself, you don't need a guru. You don't need to seek someone outside of yourself. You have all the answers within you. So that's probably the one thing that I've tried that I didn't like was just like, hopping all over the place and seeing so many different healers, but not really being in alignment with any of them at that time. Cause my soul was speaking to me and was trying to tell me, you don't need this. You are your own healer. And so even that was all meant to be, cause that was such a beautiful awakening and such beautiful clarity that I needed. So perhaps when I think about it that way, I don't even regret that. But I would just say, whenever you're going to work with a healer or a medium and let them into your energy, just, just tap into whether they you feel that they are of the highest and greatest good. Okay, two more questions for today's episode, and then we'll save the rest for part two. Let's see here. Colleen Whiting says, how do we know for Pleiadians or old souls? So you can really just in meditation, call on your teachers. You can be in meditation and say, star family, Pleiadian family, I'm opening myself up to you. If you have any messages for me, please share them. And whatever comes through is going to be the truth and it's going to be spot on. You can also work with shamanic teachers. You can work with plant medicine. You can work with mediums who are into Akashic records and alien lifetimes and that kind of stuff. And they can also help you if you're not hearing the answers yourself. And that would probably be my main recommendation. And Catalin Blank asks, can I train to see people's faces shapeshift? You know what? Probably, but I don't know if I'm the best person to know the answer to that. Because when I started seeing people's faces shapeshift, I did not 
do any training. I wouldn't have known where to train or who to train with, but I definitely do have like my on-call spiritual teachers and mediums who I can go to when it comes to the shape-shifting and seeing all these things so that I can um, feel supported and feel like, okay, if I have questions and I don't know about this, I can ask them. I'm sure you could train maybe with a shaman because shamans are energy alchemists. So they can see everything shapeshift. Like I think people can see things shapeshift a lot more than they know. Because when we're seeing energy, it's not, I mean, when we're seeing physical visible things, it's really just energy. And energy is, is mutable. It's intangible. It's imagine it like clay. Like it can really, um, mold into anything. So when I see people's faces shapeshift, I'm seeing their past lives. I'm seeing their souls. It is like the most beautiful, fun thing. And it's for sure like one of my favorite things about my life on this earth so far. And I feel so, so very grateful for that. Um, But I would also say focus on your own gifts because I spent many years very focused on what other people's gifts were. And I just didn't really tap into my own because I was so focused on wanting to be able to channel exactly the way that I saw other people channeling and doing it. And I wanted to basically be like Tyler Henry, the medium on E, the E channel. I wanted to channel just like him. And then I realized we all have different gifts. And the more time I spend wanting to be like him or anyone else, the less time I spend wanting to be like me. And so I would say that to all of you as well. So when we do part two of this episode, I will answer more questions and I will also respond to your assumptions about me, which were really fun. A bunch of you guys sent in your assumptions about me and I cannot wait to do that in part two. And I just want to leave you with a final message for today's episode, which I'm just going to sit here and channel the Pleiadians and the Syrians and my whole cosmic family because I'm feeling so many chills right now and I know that they want to come through and say something. So what do you want to say to all of our listeners? Wow. So they're just showing me like a lot of shapes and symbols and colors and they're wanting me to tell you, and this was actually a message that I received in my sleep last night. They're wanting me to tell you to be open to thinking in colors and hearing in colors and feeling in colors and basically knowing that all of your senses are very mutable. They're very, oh my gosh, what's the word? Transient. So what is that called in human life? I think it's called synesthesia when people can like think in colors. And I remember I wrote an article about this for my high school newspaper. Is that what it's called? I'm looking it up. Synesthesia. I don't even know how to spell it. Oh, wow. I really spelled that wrong. (laughs) Let's see what's going on here. Synesthesia. Okay, there it is. I Googled it. Synesthesia is a perceptual phenomenon in which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leads to involuntary experiences in a second sensory or cognitive pathway. People who report a lifelong history of such experiences are known as synesthetes. So basically, people who have synesthesia 
They may see sounds, they may taste words, or they may feel a sensation on their skin when they smell certain scents. They also may see abstract concepts like time projected in the space around them. Oh my God, holy shit. Wow. Okay. This is so cool, you guys. This message just came through for the first time from the Pleiadians and from the Syrians. And I dreamt about this a lot last night, but the fact that I'm looking it up and learning this alongside of you is so insanely cool because I literally do see abstract things like time floating around, around people and their energy field. And so I wrote an article about this in high school but I, and I interviewed this girl and her brother who both went to my high school about how they could see color. No. Okay. Everyone can see colors. They could hear colors and they could attribute like being mad is red and being happy is blue and like all those sorts of things. Oh my God. I have the most insane chills. I'm reading about this right now on Google. And this article from treehugger.com popped up, never been on treehugger.com. The list of known people with synesthesia is long and includes Vincent Van Gogh, Marilyn Monroe. Are you fucking kidding me? I hear you loud and clear. Pleiadians and all the amazing people. Billy Joel, Mary J. Blige, Pharrell Williams associates music with colors and says he cannot imagine life without this gift. And he said, if it was taken from me suddenly, I'm not sure I would that I could make music. I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I wouldn't have a measure to understand. Oh my Lord Almighty. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. So that was the message. That was our final message today from the from the Pleiadians and the Syrians, which is to tap into that. Because what they're really saying with us, saying to us here is like to believe all of that and to know that when you see those abstract things, you're not going crazy. And I think like that was definitely a message for me because I see a lot of that stuff. Like people are colors to me. Um, Energy is colorful to me and abstract things like time. And like, if I don't feel good about something, I feel it like I'll taste it. And I think I talked about this in a previous solo episode. In fact, I know I did that when I was young and someone would sit behind me at school or in an assembly or something and I could feel their breathing on me, my entire back would get hot and prickly and like my stomach would hurt and my chest would hurt and I would get nauseous. But I would mostly feel this like insatiable desire to leap out of my skin. And I still feel that way when I'm around someone who doesn't have good energy. So... That is a message for all of us to tap into that feeling of synesthesia. And if you've never tapped into it before, play around with it. And like when you're meditating, ask yourself like, what color is my name? And what color is the time of day? Um, Or like time is an illusion. You should definitely watch the movie Interstellar if you haven't. And so there's literally like pockets in space where time exists. And I think that relates to synesthesia as well. So I think what it is, is just really just breaking down the walls of what we think we know is true. And in fact, what we think we know is true is not. And so people who are opening up to channeling and all of you guys who asked me, how can you get started with this very fun, amazing channeling life? I would say just break down the barriers and the walls of 
what you've thought you've known to be true because a lot of that is really an illusion. And when we're able to let go of that and when we're willing to let go of that, that's when the magic happens. So I'm so happy that the Pleiadians left us with that final beautiful message. And I would go on. I would love to go on and keep talking about all this. I'm actually getting a massage in 30 minutes. It's so needed. My physical body is in a lot of pain and it's time for a massage. So thank you guys for listening. If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I have a free gift for you. So you can send me your screenshot to jordanatthebalancewand.com and I will send you a free gift as a thank you for the rating and review. And huge thank you to our sponsors for today's episode. We have three fabulous sponsors, Olipop, the healthy soda alternative that is so good for your gut microbiome. They're local to LA, but they're sold in 3000 grocery stores all over the country. Use the code blonde at drinkolipop.com to get 20% off plus free shipping. We also have Core Water, my favorite pH balanced water that I'm super obsessed with. And we've got Bioptimizers and you will want to try their immunity pack. Be sure of that. It is amazing. Bioptimizers.com slash blonde, code blonde10 for 10% off. And other than that, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all of our guides of the highest and greatest good for joining us. And thank you to my amazing neighbor, Jonathan, who passed away during the lockdown. You are so seen and you are so loved. And you guys should know, listening, ever since I started talking about him, I have felt him in my apartment. I have felt his, he is sending me chills. Hudson can see him. Hudson's been like on high ever since I mentioned his name. And now Huddy has been like running around playing with him. My front door, I kid you not, believe me or not, whatever you want to do, my front door opened and slammed. Once I started talking about him, I put this on pause. That's how it became 201. I spoke to him a little more deeply and he's just here and he has a lot of of love and light to share. And I have a lot of respect for him. And I'm so sorry that he and his human life was struggling so much. Um, And I really hope that his soul finds so much peace because he really, really, really deserves it. And we all deserve that. So thank you to all of our angels and guides of the highest and greatest good. Um, Definitely encourage you guys to check out some of the things we talked about here, like synesthesia. Oh my God. Marilyn Monroe, my freaking soul family. Wow. Just wow. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. And definitely, if you're still here listening, head to my latest photo on Instagram and leave me the alien emoji or rocket ship emoji um, so that I know that you are here for the ascension and that I am not the only one who's riding this wavelength. Like we are going places. We are going up, up and away. And I love you guys so much. Sending you so much love, magical, magical love in every way, shape and form. And I'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Have a soul on fire day. Oh, and finally, happy 11-11. Today is such a numerology-filled, beautiful, angelic angel number day. And it was only right that we released this episode on 11-11. I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you soon.